Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I tell you, there's nothing better than being in the house of the Lord on Christmas Eve. I mean, line me up a better Christmas day, Christmas holiday than being in Christmas on being in church on Sunday morning. And there's nothing about like that on Christmas Eve. So I hope you've come expecting something from the Lord. And this morning we're going to look to him like we do in every service, Brother Jack, and look to him. And I hope you're in need. And I pray the Lord fills your plate this morning. We'd like to welcome all of our visitors. So many uh, new faces this morning. And I've got to do better with names, so you forgive me. Hey, and, and I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm not a visitor anymore. Obviously, I'm, we're here. But, uh, but uh, y'all have three names to remember. I've got 468, so y'all pray for me. All right, pray for me. But anyway, it's just so good to see you. I want to welcome all of our visitors on live stream this morning. And uh, just everyone, just make yourself comfortable. We're looking forward to service this morning. Let's worship Jesus Christ, the one who was born in the manger over 2,000 years ago. So we look to him this morning. He's still alive, by the way. And uh, I don't know if you know that. He did die, and he was buried, but he got up. And so we're, we're ready to worship him. Brother Ron, come on around. Sing us and lead us in music. Let's all stand. Enjoy yourself in the service this morning. Amen. Page 408 at the bottom, if you're looking at the red hymn, 408 at the bottom.
love this portion of scripture and I want to read it to you this morning. You can be seated for just a moment, choir. Luke chapter number two and verse number one. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in their field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel of the Lord said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven the shepherds said one unto another let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. I'm glad that Jesus Christ was born 2,000 years ago in a little manger in the small town of Bethlehem. And we want to tell you about that just here in just a few moments. Brother Ron, come on. Let's sing another verse of that song. He sings about the salvation in the town of Bethlehem. Oh, holy child of Bethlehem. As they sing, y'all may be seated.
this morning. But I do have one question for you. Do you remember the day when the Lord saved your soul? Do you remember the day? Do you have a day? Is there a time you can go back to and say right there is when the Lord Jesus Christ, the one we're celebrating this morning, yes. the one we're thanking God that he was born in a manger. Do you have a day where you came into a head-on collision with the Lord Jesus Christ? I pray if you don't, that today, that today, before you leave this place, is the day that you've got your day. I remember the day. I remember the night. As a little old boy, I didn't know what in the world was going on. Didn't know which way to look, up, down, left, or right. But I heard a call from yonder's world. Said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. I'm resting as good as I ever have, Brother Leo. I'm about rested up. And I'm ready to go to the other side and rest a little more. Brother Ron, choir, I'm telling you, that's great. Isn't that great singing? That's wonderful singing. I want you to sing as hard. If we got to get sweat rags for y'all to wipe yourself, I want y'all to sing as out as much as you can. Sing that last verse, Brother Ron. I remember the day, church. I'm glad about it this morning.
Thank you so much. We want to take this opportunity to worship the Lord through giving. Look, find you a seat, and I promise you we are well conscious of the tight quarters here at Murrayville Baptist Church and got a lot coming up, praying and thinking and talking and praying and thinking and talking. So just find you a seat. If you need to, squish over all our people from Murrayville. If we have to, if you absolutely have to, you can go up and sit with Brother Chris Lauer up in the balcony up there in the sound booth. Um, anyway, we're so glad to be here this morning. Looking forward to this service. Want to again take this opportunity to worship and honor the Lord through giving, and uh, thank the Lord for His goodness. Brother Clay, say a word of prayer for us. As soon as you pray, take up the offering, please, sir.
sure he must have been surprised at where this road had taken him. Cause never in a million lives would he have dreamed of Bethlehem.
Amen. Thank you so much. The book of Micah this morning, the book of Micah. Wonderful singing, wonderful singing. Thank you so, so very much. <clears throat> I learned something when we had Charlotte that uh, social networking responded very much so more to her and her mother than it had ever had to me. And uh, there's a reason for that. Uh, I'm not very beautiful. My daughter and my wife is. And uh, they, they get more likes, Brother Vickers, than, uh, than I do. Um, but uh, there's a lot of mothers in here this morning. Matter of fact, we have some dear friends of ours this morning who just had their child and their baby. Um, and, you know, it's a wonderful time and we're sharing the news and we're posting online and we're sending pictures to family and uh, things are happening. But uh, this morning, the birth that um, the birth that we're going to deal with this morning uh, would not have gotten a lot of likes on Facebook. It wouldn't have trended. You know, if it had have trended, it might have trended for social services of a parent that let their baby be born in a barn, Brother Clay. Um, and it may not have gotten a lot of attention on the world scale, but buddy, it sure got a lot of attention in heaven. And it's gotten a lot of attention since then. And uh, Micah chapter number five, I know it's a strange place to take a Christmas text from. It's right before the book of Nahum, searching for after the book of Jonah. Sandwiched in between those two books of the Bible, <clears throat> this prophet Micah. And in a setting some 700 years before the birth of Christ, Micah has this to say. In verse number two of Micah chapter number five, if you have found it, please say amen. amen. And if you're looking for it, just pretend like you have found it. <laughs> Micah chapter number five. And verse number two. The Bible says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. I want to read it one more time. But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. If the Lord will help me just a little while this morning, I promise, I really do mean this, I'll let you go soon. I want to preach on... This subject, O little town of Bethlehem. Father, thank you for your word. I pray that you'd cleanse your servant, Lord. Forgive me of every sin. Lord, help me to be a clean vessel that you might be willing to pour out yourself through. Lord, I have not come this morning to feed the house, Lord, with ingenuities. Father, or know-how because I don't have any, Lord, and you know this. Father, Lord, help me, Lord, for just a few moments as we try to bring the bread of life by the, by the empowerment of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ living in us, that you would do a work in our hearts. I don't know how to encourage people, Lord. I don't know how to strengthen in God. Father, I, I don't know how to save lost people. 
But Father, thank you that you've done it all, Lord Father. You've encouraged the saints, Lord. You've saved sinners. So I trust you with this service, Lord. I trust you with your word. Help us all to trust you, Lord, with your will. We love you, Lord, and want to thank you for what you have done. For it is in the name of Jesus we do humbly pray. And the church said, Amen and Amen. O little town of Bethlehem. The prophet Micah that we've read after sets before us an amazing prophecy of the Lord's first coming. Matter of fact, this prophecy, of, as we've already stated, was made some 700 years before the birth of Christ and was fulfilled literally 2,000 years ago. Notice the phrase in verse number 2. Out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel. This can only refer to one person. Our Lord Jesus Christ. And notice the wonderful description of him at the end of this verse. It said, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. Some have said that Jesus Christ is a created being just like any other created being. That he was only invested with deity and thereby only became the Son of God at His birth, or perhaps maybe at His baptism. But Micah does not say this. He speaks of Him as one whose origins are from an old time, from the ancient of times, or as our precious Word of God puts it, the ancient of days. The Lord Jesus Christ is affirmedly and assuredly the eternal Son of God. Can I get a witness in the church this morning? The Bible says in Psalms chapter number 90 in verses 1 and 2, Lord, Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever Thou hadst formed the earth, and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And the Bible tells us in the book of John, chapter number one, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It was important to notice that Micah does not only speak of Christ's first coming, but is also his second coming. In our key verse, in verse number 2, uh, it prophesies of his first coming. But in the verse that follows, and you can read verse number 3 later, it deals with the anticipation of his second coming. And today, at Murrayville Baptist Church, on December the 24th, 2023, we are sandwiched in between those two great appearings, Brother Vickers. All the way uh, through the Old Testament, we saw prophecies that related to His first coming and His birth on planet Earth. And my friend, we are still preaching about that second coming 
that he will make. May I report to you this morning, we are placed side by side, sandwiched in between these two comings. In Micah chapter number five and verses number two and verses number three. And I'm glad not only did he, but was he born in a manger in Bethlehem. But one day he will make a second appearing and part the eastern skies and come back for his bride. Notice three things that Micah tells us about his first coming and then we'll go to the house and open up Christmas presents. Amen. And look at Christmas lights. The prophecy of his first coming is what I want to notice firstly this morning. And in the Old Testament, there are many prophecies of the coming of the birth of Christ. And all these prophecies were fulfilled literally when he came. The first prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ being born is in Genesis chapter number 3 and verse number 3. I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Another is found in Isaiah chapter number 7 and verse number 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. And there are probably at least a hundred of these and all that link up in the scripture to deal with one issue. That is the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now in Matthew chapter number 2. When the wise men began to seek out the Lord Jesus Christ after his birth. The Bible tells us that they went to Herod. And when Herod had heard all that they had to say. In Matthew chapter number 2. And verses number 3 through 6. He was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where should be. How did this man Herod know that there was a place where Christ would be born? Well, because the scribes and the chief priests knew that the Messiah would be born one day. And not only did they know that he would be born, but they had also read in Micah chapter number 5 and verse number 2. Blessed art thou Bethlehem. And even though you may be small, yet a king will come through you. So the chief priests and scribes answered Herod and said in verse number 5, they said unto him, Herod, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Micah's prophecy was not only fulfilled, but it was fulfilled literally. And it seems so strange to us that when the Lord Jesus came by virgin birth in the city of Bethlehem, that the Jews did not recognize them. 
as we are told in John 1 and 11. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. But here we are faced with the mystery of Israel's blindness. How could they not have known that the Lord Jesus Christ was the Messiah? He was virgin born. Mary had never known a man. Reports of his birth, Herod tried to kill all the babies that he could and squash them out. But our Lord lived on and he kept them. Bless the Lord. But the Jews refused to see that he was the Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 and verse number 14. But their minds were blinded. For unto this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament. Which veil is done away in Christ. But yet they still cannot see. And you wonder how could it be that the Jewish people cannot see Christ is Emmanuel, that he is the Messiah, that he is the promised one, that he is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Yet you have came this bill this morning, many of you, eyes is blinded, and you cannot see Christ Jesus is the Savior of the world. Isaiah 53, for he shall grow up as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He shall have no former comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Oh, friend, this morning, don't judge the people of Israel too harshly. For if you have not believed and repented and looked to the one who is named Jesus, you are in blindness and need the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. The mystery of the Gentile blindness. Your blindness and that my blindness. And so many people today who see no beauty in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my friend, your eyes are blinded. But I pray that today is the day that the Lord Jesus Christ opens your eyes to the beauty of him. The, the prophecy of his first coming. Notice secondly, we're moving quickly. Notice the place of his first coming. Where was Jesus born, church? In Bethlehem. The place is mentioned in prophecy. And in the prophecy that you and I have read this morning. He was to be born in Bethlehem. But there was more than one Bethlehem at this period of time. So Micah is very careful to say... That the Savior would be born in Bethlehem, Ephrathah. And how wonderfully and uh, overwhelmingly overruling the providence of God is. In the fact that Jesus was born in this little town of Bethlehem. Blessed be the name of God forever and more. God is sovereign in heaven and in earth. And it was he who moved Caesar Augustus. To fix a census which made it necessary for Joseph and Mary to make a journey of more than 80 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem where Jesus was to be born. This little town of Bethlehem is significant 
for three reasons. Number one, Bethlehem was a royal city. David was born there. And thus, it was a suitable place for the birth of David's greatest son, that the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless the name of the Lord. Secondly, the name of Bethlehem is significant because the word Bethlehem means the house of bread. And Ephrathah means fruitfulness. Our Lord describes himself as the bread of life who could alone give satisfaction to human souls. The Bible tells us in John 6 and 35, and Jesus said unto him, I am the bread of life. He that cometh unto me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Bless his name. He is the only one who can satisfy your thirst. He is the only one who can satisfy your hunger. Oh, you keep going back to the bottle because it never satisfies your thirst. You keep going back to the buffet because you just can't seem to get filled up. But brother, if you ever take a taste of Jesus Christ, you will find true satisfaction. If you can ever get a drink at the well of Bethlehem, you'll never thirst again. Hallelujah. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. You have to forgive me. I'm just an old country boy from the Smoky Mountains. I'm about to have a fit. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. In John 15 and 5, he said, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. And he that abideth in me and I in him. The same bringeth for much fruit. For without me ye can do what? Nothing. Not only was Bethlehem these things a royal city and a name of great significance because of what it means. The house of bread and how true that is. But thirdly notice with me this morning. Bethlehem was a very small place. Micah speaks of it in our text verse, in verse number two. But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little amongst the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel. How wonderful, how magnificent, how marvelous, how fantastic is it that our Lord Jesus Christ was not born in Jerusalem. He was not born in Rome. He was not born in New York. And he was not born in London. But our Lord was willing as the king of the universe. As the one of the great and lifted one. The word of God. He that has been given a name that is above every name. That by him the worlds were created. And the stars were flung into space. You can go outside today. And look up at the sign, at the sun, and your eyes will burn and hurt and pain. But the same one that's keeping that sun a burden is the Lord Jesus Christ. And this same man uh, took, uh, uh, took among himself the form of a servant 
clothed himself in a garment of flesh, didn't come to the big cities, didn't come to the big places, didn't come to the big people, but he came to a little old town called Bethlehem. Aren't you grateful for the humility of our Lord Jesus Christ? Isaiah chapter number 57 and verse 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Jesus Christ could have came to Caesar Julius, Jesus Christ could have came to the rulers of Asia. Jesus Christ could have came to the president of the United States. But bless God, he came to a little town of Bethlehem. And I'm glad one night, oh, it may have looked humble, Brother Dale, to the rest of the world. But one night in Robbinsville, North Carolina, at a small country church on the side of the road, of this same humble Jesus that came to Bethlehem, invaded my heart and dealt with me and showed me my need of Jesus Christ, aren't you glad for the day that even though you wasn't worthy and even though you didn't deserve it, but he humbled himself and stooped down to save your soul. You may be here this morning and stumbled in by chance, but nothing's by chance. Nothing's by happenstance with God. You're here this morning because God put you here. And he's come to speak to your heart this morning. Bethlehem was a small place, but the Lord has always lived amongst humble people. Isn't that wonderful? The prophecy of his coming, the place of his coming. But I want to deal lastly, and I'm done with the purpose of his coming. Why was Jesus born in Bethlehem? Sister Megan, you can come on, please. Why was he born in a stable? Why did he come? Why did he live? Why was he born of a virgin? Why did he leave heaven and come? To a world of sin. There were two main reasons. That he came. And Micah speaks. Of both of them in our text. Firstly he came. To redeem. His people. In Micah 5 and 1. We didn't read it. But the prophet says. Now gather thyself in troops. O daughter of troops. Hath laid siege against us. They shall smite the judge of Israel with a rod upon his cheek. Here surely is an indication of the fact that our Lord Jesus was born, but that he was born to die. He is indeed the lamb that was slain from the creation and from the foundation 
of the world. Revelation 13 and 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. In the eternal purpose of God, it was decreed that in the fullness of time, He would come to be the sin bearer and the redeemer of His people. Isaiah said in chapter 53 and verse number 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that he might be made, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Galatians 4 and verse number 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God forth his son made of a one made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 20. For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your Father. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without hallelujah he came born as a lamb in the stable and he died born as a lamb of a sacrifice but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. First Peter chapter number two and verse number 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes, Brother Leo, we are healed. Listen, He came to redeem, and He came to rule. For unto us a child is born in Isaiah 9 and 6. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. 
And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He didn't only come to redeem you, but he came to rule. He came to govern. Now, we've seen this twofold purpose of Christ's first coming. He came to seek and save those that was lost and he came to rule. Now, I want to ask you something. Is he your redeemer? And is he your ruler? This morning, there's no story like the story we've heard about this morning through song. What is all the nativity about? What is all the setting, the scene, the season? Oh, I'm so happy. Here in just a few moments, we're going to break. And I don't know what you're going to do, but me and that black-headed gal over yonder and then the other little black-headed gal. We're fixing to break. And my wife has cooked a wonderful Christmas meal, Brother Vickers. I'm talking, y'all wouldn't believe it. And here in a little while, we're going to get out of here and we're going to go eat that meal together. We're going to get in our Christmas pajamas. I hope you never see your preacher in Christmas pajamas. I'm sure Charlie will post it online. And we'll eat. And we'll be merry. And we'll get out and go look at Christmas lights. Grab some hot chocolate. We'll come in tonight and watch the Grinch. But oh, tonight, that's not why he came. He came to die for your sin so that you wouldn't have to bear it. And he did die. And he did burden on him. And he did take your sin. And he took your pain. And he took your judgment, this little baby. That's why he came. This is a statement that's worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He came to save you this morning. Now I wonder, in light of what you've heard, in light of what the choir has sung about in the congregations, in light of what I've done a very poor job to try to convince you of this morning, I wonder, could the Holy Spirit of God convince you of your need of this Lord Jesus Christ? The Lamb of God. And I wonder, 
If he has convinced you of your need of a Savior, that's who he was, Brother Ron. The Savior. That's, that's what he was going to be called, Brother Mike. The Savior. The Prince of Peace. Emmanuel, God with us. Maybe you've never seen a need for a Savior until this morning. Who needs a Savior if you're not in trouble? Who needs a Savior if you're not lost? But maybe God has showed you this morning that you're lost. Can I report to you? That's why He came. is to save the lost. You say, what happened to you, Brother Jay? Oh, I thought I was saved. I thought I was good. I thought because I hadn't done too awful much bad that God might give me a pass one day and let me in. Oh, but when I came headlong, head on, into this man that we talked about, God showed me my need of a Savior, that I was lost. And it's not you that does the saving. But thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. How do I get saved this morning, preacher? Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He that hath my words, he that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. If you'll believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, he'll save you. He'll save you. And you'll look back and say it's all by grace because he give you the faith to do it. You ain't got the faith to do it, but he'll help you. <laughs> For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of your it is the gift of God. What's that? Grace and faith. <clears throat> He'll help you. Would you respond to him this morning, Brother Ron? I want you to be ready to sing a song this morning. Let's all stand all around the building, every head bowed and every eye closed, please. No looking around. Brother Chris, can you hear me up there real good? No looking around this morning, every head bowed and every eye closed. You say, Brother Jay, I've been introduced to this Lamb of God that you've talked about. I've been saved. I know that I've met the Lord Jesus Christ and my life has never been the same. I've never known a life like knowing the Lord. I've never known a love like the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Jay, I know I'm saved. I know I've met the Lord. Would you raise your hand? I see all those hands. I see all those hands. Thank you. You can put them down. Now listen to me. I'm, I promise you, every head bowed is going to, every head is going to remain bowed. I'm not going to come back to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to try to yank you out of your pew and get you down here to this altar. I'm not trying to do any of that. But I promise you today, when I go home and start enjoying these Christmas festivities, I want to pray for you. How about this? I'll make you a promise. Before this day's over, if you'll just level with me that you need the Lord, 
Before this day's over, I'm going to go to my study back over there at the house. And I'm going to ask God to help you and save you. And how about this? I'll make you a promise right now in this service. If you'll respond to what the Lord is doing in your heart, I'll meet you down here at the altar. And I'll pray with you. I ain't going to embarrass you. I ain't going to come back to you. You ain't got to come up to me. We ain't got to have those. But I would to God. I wish I could appeal to you and ask you to be saved this morning. Today's the day of salvation. Now, these have raised their hand that they're saved. All I'm asking out of for you is just an opportunity to let me pray for you and an opportunity for me to ask you to come and give you an invitation to the throne room of God to be saved. He'll save you if you'll come to Him. He's never turned one away that's come to Him. And I promise you, you won't be the first that He's turned away. He won't do it. He won't turn you away. You say, Brother Jay, I'm lost and I want you to pray for me. Would you do me a favor and just raise your hand so I can go home and pray for you, please? I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless your heart. God bless your heart. Now what we're going to do, I promise I'll pray for you. <clears throat> what we're going to do, church pray. Brother Ron, fixing to sing us a sacred song. We're going to give an invitation. I want to give you an opportunity to come down and pray if you'd be willing to. I'm not going to mess with you, but I would like to pray with you. If you'd like to be saved, the Lord Jesus Christ will save you today. Come on, Brother Ron. Sing us a song. Every head bowed and every eye closed if you'd like to sing with them. But I want to give you an opportunity to respond. Please come to this altar and receive Christ. this morning. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in tonight. Sing another verse, Brother Ron. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. sing a third verse pull out just as I am please 
I'm not going to try to pull and prod on you to try to get you down here. I am going to pray for you. Listen, you've never celebrated Christmas if you've never met Christ. You never have. And how wonderful would it be to go into Christmas Eve right here on December 24th having met the one who was born in a manger. I pray for you this morning. We're going to do one more verse of invitation. Just one more. That's what's on my heart. And I'm and, and we'll But I love you. You say, Brother Jay, you don't know me. Oh, I do. Because I was once where you're at. But Christ changed me, Brother Marty. Jesus saved me, Brother Jack. And he made me a new creature. You say, I just need a fresh start. You'll get more of that in Jesus. You say, I just need to turn over a new leaf. It's more than a leaf you need turned over. It's a soul that needs saving. It's a spirit that needs reviving. It's a mind that needs replacing. And God will do all that if you'll come to Him. Believe on the Lord with all of your soul. What are you talking about, Brother Jay? I'm talking about just as you are. With all of your soul. With all of yourself, with everything that you are, with no reservation, trust yeah. on the Lord. Yeah. Believe on Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Again, I, I, I can't go with these guys who try to manipulate people, Brother Ron. I, I can't do that. I can't try to pump you up. Listen, Brother Vickers, there's some men who really know how to get people to move psychologically, mess with them, this, that, and the other. Listen, I'm not trying to psychologically get you to move. I've just tried to preach about Jesus because He'll save you and because you need saving. It's not that when you get your 401k set or you get all of your uh, all of your finances in order, your family in order, your your career in order, on and on that you'll be set and have no more needs. No. The poorest people I know are absolutely loaded in money, brother Jack, but ain't never met the Lord Jesus Christ. I know a lot of fa fancy families and pretty families. But they're empty because there's no Christ. I know a lot of educated people. But if they've never learned of Jesus. You see, all this is going to burn one day. Y'all, Hey, let me pull this up real close right here. I said, what I meant to say is all of this is going to burn one day. 
Not one thing you will see today in this physical world will be left. It's all going to be gone. All these bulldozers that I work every day, they're going to melt. It's tough to melt that iron, Brother Nathan. It's tough to melt that iron. But Jack, you know, it's tough to melt that stuff. It's tough. It's hard. It's cold. It's coarse. One day, that heat is going to be so fervent. It's going to melt it all. The Bible says that even down to the molecular level, that it'll wax with a fervent heat. This little piece of glitter I just picked up, there's untelling how many thousands and millions of molecules that make up that thing to hold it together. But every single one of them is going to burn. Are you listening? Now, I know this is heavy on day. This morning, I just come to tell you the truth. Make things right with the Lord while you've got time. You'll have to deal with it one way or the other. You either let Christ deal with it because he already has, or you can try to go into eternity out yonder, hit a car, some kind of plaque burst in a vessel somewhere. I'm talking about jog your body just right. I know a 49-year-old man, healthy as a horse, absolutely in the gym every single day. No, no junk in his body, wouldn't eat nothing more than a wouldn't eat nothing more than a grilled chicken. Came this close to death. Massive heart attack. Very recently. Very close friend of mine. Nearly died. Listen, we, we're not promised tomorrow, church. That's right. Oh, I'm looking forward to Christmas with my family, but I ain't promised to get back to the house. In light of that, would you respond? In light of the quickness and the brevity of life, in light of how fast this thing goes by, in light, in light of just how unstable life is, would you come to the Lord Jesus Christ and respond to the gospel, respond to Christ, and believe on Jesus. Believe on Him. I want to hear from my church. Aren't you glad for the day that Jesus saved your soul? Aren't you glad that one day He loved even you and saved your soul? He didn't have to, but He did because He loves you. Now here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing one more verse. We're going to sing one verse of this song. We're going to sing it and we're going to close the invitation out. Would you respond to the Lord Jesus Christ while you have time? Let's sing the Lord. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and then thou bidst me come to seated church <clears throat> so grateful brother mike if you would make your way on up to the platform i want to mention just a couple of things number
number one, Merry, 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 Merry Christmas. And I hope you have an absolutely wonderful